0: This is the dealer news today podcast the podcast for automotive executives and the professionals who support them from the dealer news today headquarters here's your host dave canton with andrew cherkasky Dave,
1: good afternoon.
0: How are you? Andy, I'm doing well. Another day in the automotive industry. Indeed,
1: I'm good. We're at a distance today. We're in the studio together, but we are socially distancing. It reminds me like we've seen on some of the news broadcasts where they sit like 10 feet apart on the other end of the desk. You know, you had to get on a plane this past weekend. Yesterday, we, uh, we did our podcast remotely. It didn't sound as good, so we have re-entered the studio together. You are socially distanced. Ladies and
0: gentlemen, safety first. You have to take all precautions with everything that's going on right now. And that's exactly what we are doing. We're basically in the same studio, but we're not.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I I want you to tell us about your your experience uh, with air travel, because I think it's very interesting. And I think a lot of people want to hear about it. So let me
0: start off by saying this, okay? We've all had the opportunity of going grocery shopping. Well, I have never experienced a true anxiety attack, panic attack, until 4 Five weeks ago, the first time I was standing in line at Trader Joe's, and I walked into the store and I literally froze and had a panic attack. Uh, I then experienced it about a few weeks later in Costco, if you recall, you were with me, yeah. Andy, and I had to literally leave the store because just staring at everyone, you know, it's just got that eerie feeling with the masks and the gloves. And, and I was freaked out. I'm not gonna lie, I was freaked out. No, it was out. different. I you know, had you're to leave.
1: you're always moving quickly, you're always in a, a million places at once. And I even don't different. get freaked out, put, No, this was put, like this, you had to go. Put me
0: in a stadium with with 200,000 people, drop me in the middle, I'm gonna survive, I'm great, let's go. I'm a people person, I like being in the center. Some people say center of attention, I love it, it is what it is, but I was freaked out, it's a different feeling. Then I get to the airport, and I pull up to the airport, Okay. And there is no cars. I mean, it looked like it was closed.
1: You sent me those pictures. Crazy. It
0: was crazy. Then I get in the airport and all the security lines are closed. There was one security line, okay, of a terminal that usually has, you know, 20 or 30 security lines. It was absolutely nuts. But I'll tell everybody this. I'm waiting to get on the plane. I get on. There was about 12 people on the plane. The captain gets on. And here's what the captain said, which actually made me feel good. He said... Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for flying with us and let me make you feel a little bit more comfortable because I am a salaried pilot and I am not going to risk my life for any salary, if there was a risk that something could happen to me. I feel this is safe and that's why I'm flying your plane today. And then he went through of all the precautions that the airline's taking. I gotta tell you, they're doing a damn good job. You know, consumer confidence is gonna take a long time to get people back in the airports, back you know, back up in the air. But I gotta tell you, it was the first time I did it in six weeks, and I usually travel every week. I'm I'm in the air, you know, two times a week, if not every week. Yeah, coast to coast. California to I travel I travel four hundred. Hundred thousand miles a year and i gotta tell you something after doing it this past week my confidence boosted because i was scared for six weeks but you know just to share with our audience look everyone listening is either is is, is, if you haven't flown yet you just got to take all precautions you know you literally got to wear the gloves you got to wear the mask you got you can't touch anything just be careful but i got off this last flight especially after the captain came on and i felt good
1: more on this in a moment but first a word from our
0: sponsor this podcast is sponsored by dcg Capital. DCG Capital's lender relationships can provide new car dealers with working capital loans, floor plan financing, mortgage loans, and other reduced interest rate financing at historically low rates. Contact DCG Capital at DaveCantonGroup.com. You know, it's
1: interesting to me because you mentioned consumer confidence. That is going to take an unbelievable, unbelievable amount of time. You had to get on this plane. You had to travel. You had to go from place A to place B and return and you did it as effectively as you could and you did it at a time and the plane wasn't packed and it was a good experience. Andy
0: it's the same thing as going to the grocery store you got to do it you can't live without food and now you go online they try to get food delivered to your house it's three weeks but out. It's, but it's, that, it's, even it's the
1: necessity element of it you were in a place that was relatively more necessary than the vast majority of travel out there and that's going to be it's the people who are traveling because they want to or businesses who put people on planes because it's decent for business business, but not necessary for business. That's going to take forever as it's going to with so many businesses, which is why in the auto industry, I think there's got to be a inclination
0: to adapt, to change. Andy, the fear is real. I look, I'm sure a lot of people know this. If they follow me on social media, our family experienced the loss this past week to COVID-19.
1: I'm so sorry. And
0: it's, it's, it's a tragic experience. It's even regardless of how long you're preparing for it, you can never be prepared enough. And it's a tragedy. So we talk about consumer confidence with COVID-19 it's it's going to take time this isn't something that you're going to flip a switch and people are going to start walking into showrooms pulling their cars up to service departments walking into malls walking into restaurants but just like the captain came on and made every passenger feel a little bit more comfortable dealers need to do that advertising companies need to encourage their clients to create more consumer uh, confidence messages. And if all businesses can find a way to, to boost consumer confidence, we will get through this a little faster. We will, we will reopen the economy and we will try to create the new normal and, and move forward with life.
1: Dave, we have the captain of all captains on the show today to really talk about what the future holds. Why don't you tell us about the guests that we have?
0: Andy, look, you know, all we've been hearing about, okay, is how to operate a business during COVID-19, and then obviously, what's it going to be like to operate a business post-COVID-19? Well, today, there's not many better people than to bring on than the former president Chief Operating Officer of Auto Nation, Mike Maroney, so much more than that. I mean, the, 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 this guy knows how to operate at the helm, uh, understanding what it takes to operate a business. And uh, it's going to be exciting to hear what he has to say. Well, let's get him on. Ladies and gentlemen, with us this afternoon, we have Mike Maroney, who is the former President and Chief Operating Officer of Auto Nation. Mike, good afternoon. How are you today?
2: Dave, I'm well. And yourself?
0: We're doing well. Thank you so much for taking time to come on to the show, Mike. Uh, Look, let's get right to it. There's so many executives in the automotive industry. That are you know in this process of reopening, figuring out how to operate on a day-to-day with this new normal of, of of social distancing? You know, coming from someone like yourself that that has done this for so many years on such a high level with so many rooftops and employees, give us some advice for the executives in the automotive industry to the dealers. What are some things that they could do within their business? to help boost the morale of their staff and also the consumer confidence of the people that have to come in?
2: Well, Dave, I think, first of all, these are unprecedented times, so there's no real track to run on. But like many dealers, we've been through an awful lot of ups and downs in the cyclical business, from bankruptcies to, to automotive depressions, to real disruption with cancellation of franchises. So I think the one ingredient that leaders always need to do is they need to be great communicators and you need to communicate through many different channels to make sure your associates and your guests and the communities you serve are all aware of what you are doing on a proactive basis and how you intend to manage business and how you intend to put uh, guests and associates in a very healthy environment and how we can then serve them in different ways than we've ever served before.
1: That's a, a great point on leadership with your own people. One of the things we've been talking about uh, increasingly is consumer confidence. The idea that, that so many have said, oh, when coronavirus is over, I'm going to do this. I'm going to can't wait to go to the movie theaters. Can't wait to go get a, a dinner. The reality is, is that this could linger for a significant amount of time, even as businesses reopen. What, do you, what are your thoughts in how to build consumer confidence while this is still going on, even as it lingers into the future?
2: Well, I think one is uh, dealers need to develop different capabilities. So our traditional business, which has been a negotiating business, must change and must change very quickly. So first of all, we've got to link the online world to the showroom world. And there's got to be a process to do that. There's got to be pricing. There's got to be guarantees. There's got to be a whole different mentality in how we serve guests. I think that that capability is, is of utmost importance. Um, secondly, is we have to let people know that they will be safe in our environment. So in our showrooms today in Colorado, the showrooms are locked and we're selling vehicles both to guests at their homes and to people that make appointment and show up outside the showroom and the transaction actually occurs outside the showroom. So you've got to say uh, we, are, we are focused on safety. We're focused on quality the vehicles themselves are disinfected, and that we're taking every precaution, including social distancing, to keep guests comfortable.
0: You know, Mike, you talk about online sales, which obviously is, in most states, the only way to conduct business as far as sales is concerned. Let's talk about the future. You know, this is now becoming the new normal. I think a lot of consumers, some of them at least, are... are, are liking this new way of buying cars i think they're i think this is something that they're going to take more advantage of, of of investigating the cars online now most auto dealerships and manufacturers are creating virtual walkarounds and test drives so a consumer can really get a good feel of what they're looking at what do you foresee for the future do you think that online sales could become the more the, the majority way of auto sales are sold across the U S or do you still think the brick and mortar showroom is going to be the, the majority of where a consumer comes to buy their car?
2: Dave, I think it's going to be a hybrid. Um, and just for full disclosure, um, I sit on the Carvana board, so I'm the lead independent director at Carvana. So as I tell people, I've got a front row seat and the look of the future. I mean, who would have ever thought that people would buy used cars sight unseen so back in our dealership business, two years ago, we started putting ingredients in place. Uh, we are we offer free delivery anywhere in Colorado. We offer money back guarantees. We offer market pricing. Um, we have we've got a digital site that's serviced by Cox and, and Dealer.com. So those are key ingredients to being able to serve guests that way. Do I know whether it's going to be a majority or a minority? I don't know that, but what I know is it's going to be an increasing share. I think people have gotten very accustomed to shopping from home. And I think if you've got those ingredients of a money back guarantee, a thorough reconditioning and preparation process and a pricing model that works, I think people would rather shop remotely. Now there are people that do want to come in and touch the vehicle, see the vehicle, drive the vehicle. So I kind of see it as a hybrid going forward, but I think it's difficult to predict what that mix is. I just know it's gonna be a lot more focused on the online and the digital shopper.
1: One of the things we hear from uh, our listeners is uh, is that they like predictions. They like to hear uh, folks like yourself who have so much experience give some sort of insight as to what you see in the six month, 12 month, 18 month range. We've heard a lot of optimism about uh, uh, about once sales really open up, once we kind of return to a, a new normal that, that uh, the backlog of leases, et cetera, will really start to, to flow. What's your predictions in terms of the, the market, the marketplace
2: in our industry? Well, like many dealers, I spend a bulk of my time talking to different people in the industries, with OEMs, with other retailers, with suppliers, with journalists, um, with economists, I I was on with some Wall Street bankers earlier today. And I would tell you, I think we're in for a period of disruption. Uh, The first issue that we're going to have to deal with is I believe there's going to be a shortage of new vehicle product. You think about in a best case scenario, the plants will reopen on May 18th. That's in a best case scenario. And that's still not um, that's still not assured by the UAW, who are really concerned about uh, workplace um, workplace incidents from spreading the virus. When they do open, there'll be a fair amount of social spacing. So I think you're going to see the production is going to be slow. The suppliers have been disrupted all over the globe, especially starting in China. So I see a very slow cadence. Secondly is you've got an awful lot of people who are unemployed today. The unemployment numbers are gonna continue to skyrocket as the states register them. And I think unemployment's gonna be a big issue. We're gonna go from a point of having in Colorado, two to 3% unemployment to double digit unemployment. So I think there's gonna be an awful lot of pressure On low-income consumers, I think there's going to be tremendous pressure on the subprime market. We're already seeing that subprime securitizations are more problematic than they were. So I see a bumpy start. Now, all of that is offset by what's approaching $3 trillion in federal stimulus and effectively 0% interest rates or 0 to uh, 25 bips. And so it's very confusing and the future is uncertain. But most of the predictions are coming in that the seasonally adjusted selling rate is going to be somewhere between 12 and 15 million. Now, that's a big guesstimate. That's that's people leaving a lot of room. I do believe the business will be down. I think a lot of it can be recovered on the used car side. But on the used car side, you've got significant valuation issues is there is a tremendous amount of vehicles coming off lease and off rental in the second and third quarter, that's gonna put a lot of pressure on pricing. So you've got a a very mixed bag. Let me summarize by saying, could be a shortage of new vehicles, could be a glut of used vehicles, and a consumer, especially at the lower end of the socioeconomic scale, that's gonna be under pressure.
0: You know, Mike, we've actually been hearing from some large auto groups that they're cold calling all their surrounding dealers trying to buy new car inventory. You know, and I've never heard of that before, you know, look, in, you know, dealing with the 01911 crisis, especially in the Northeast and then 0809 recession, you know, this is different, you know, dealing with coronavirus is a lot different because even in the 0809 recession, the plants were operating, people were going to restaurants, people were going into car dealerships, you know, today stops everything. And like you said, it could be May 18th or it could be longer. We don't know, you know, how the UAW is going to allow the plants to reopen and how the safety of each and employee is going to be considered to its max ability to, to protect everyone. You know, what other, if, if, you know, again, the used car market, do you see if they run out of new cars, does that mean we, we start to see inflation in, in used car pricing?
2: I think it's going to be moderated because there's going to be a tremendous availability. Uh, so I, you know, we've been out trying to buy new vehicle inventory. Uh, three of our stores are GM stores that have still been impacted by uh, the strike last fall. So we're very, very thin in inventory. The best selling models, especially in the 2019s were liquidated very quickly in the zero for 84. So there's gonna be tremendous pressure. I think used cars is an opportunity, but I would say the values will not begin to stabilize for another 60 days. So we're all playing a little bit of Russian roulette. Uh, we've tried to aggressively go out and buy inventory and there's not a lot of sellers for the product we want at this point.
1: You know, Mike. With with the uncertainty at this point, there's a, a lot of dealers out there who perhaps aren't very well capitalized, who are uh, capitalized well enough to get them through a few more months, but not uh, perhaps very long term. What sort of advice do you have from a person who has seen so much over so many years at at really all levels in this industry? What advice do you have for those guys who are a little bit smaller, um, struggling a little bit more than than maybe the rest of them as we Approach these very uncertain,
2: uh, the, the very uncertain future. Well, first of all, I think you really have to focus on two two things. One is the cost side of the business. You've got to ask very hard questions for every single person that's on your payroll of what contribution they make, whether they can be cross trained to do more. Um, you know our our theory always coming into a downturn is I want to be sure at the end of that downturn that my very best associates are working for me, not working across the street or down the street. So the idea is you take care of your core people, the people that are high producers with great attitudes that have served you and the guests well for a long time. And and then sometimes you have to you have to release some people that are newer hires or people that don't contribute at that same level. I think that's one. I think secondly is you've got to focus on cash. And you've got to have those daily CIT meetings. You've got to be intensely aware of your receivable balances. You've got to look and have discussions with your lenders about whether you can floor plan your used vehicles and at what level you can floor plan them. Uh, As you go from lender to lender, the terms vary tremendously. So to me, it's, it's cash and costs and people retention. Those are the three key ingredients
0: absolutely incredible mike and look i'm I'm sure every listener is going to take everything you're saying and bring it right to their teams and discuss everything here you know here's a question i have because everyone needs a boost of confidence we talk about consumer confidence all day long but the dealers need some confidence and all the executives in the industry look for confidence every direction they can give the automotive community some confidence words of encouragement from mike Maroney.
2: I think that dealers are survivors. I think that we adapt to many different environments. We adapt to many different expense structures. And the best news of all is with our product, people still have a love affair with their cars and trucks. Cars and trucks are important to people to get to work. They're important social statements about who they are. And I think the demand for products is always gonna be there. It's the delivery of the products that's gonna change. It's the way people learn about products is gonna change. But I think our business is very resilient. We're highly supported by the service industry, which can't be disrupted um, other than electrification. Um, You can't can't mail in for service, you can't call in for service. So I think our core profit centers of used vehicles, uh, service vehicles and F&I can take us through all of these cycles if we take care of our best people and stay focused on our guests.
0: Mike, you said it best. The automotive industry is the best industry there is filled with some of the most resilient individuals, entrepreneurs, and executives across the globe. Michael Maroney, thank you so much for coming on today. Stay healthy and stay safe.
2: David and Andy, thank you so much for having me. Have a thank great you. day.
0: You too.
1: What a great interview with somebody that has such an impressive uh, history in the automotive industry. I mean, what I'm taken by in listening to what he had to say is his the ingenuity that he's bringing to the table. And this is a person that's been around for a very long time. Andy, I'm not- no,
0: nobody's got a. N- there's not many people that have a greater resume than Mike Marooney. You Absolutely. know, his tenacity, his resilience his ability to adapt to the current situation Well, and that's what he's talking about. He's talking about the
1: industry has to adapt. There has to be change. There has to be a new way of looking at it. And there is uncertainty. We've heard a lot of optimism from a lot of dealers uh, from throughout the show. Uh, Really, day after day, we've had some fantastic optimism. I would call his assessment relatively uh, less optimistic than many of them, but still optimistic in in long-term road ahead uh, views, especially if you take it with ingenuity in mind.
0: Look, at the end of the day, Andy, our takeaway from all of our guests is this too shall pass. We will get through this as an automotive industry. We will recreate what we once had, which was some of the greatest years of, of, of operating in the automotive industry. It's going to be back. You know, if, if we take the advice- It might be different. It's going to be different, but it will be back. If we take the advice from some of these incredible entrepreneurs, executives, CEOs that we've had on here, and we'd follow- lessons that we've learned in the past and we create the new future communication leadership tenacity resilience let's make sure every day we're doing everything we can to protect the safety of our people and the health of our business with that said stay healthy and stay safe until next
2: time this is dealer news today